Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying the fourth chapter of Ilkhot Halisa Boom. In this chapter we will see how Halisa is done. And just so, just to refresh anybody's memory in, in a case of uh, forgetfulness, Halisa is when um, the Yibum isn't take, doesn't take place. We do Halisa instead. Halisa is a ceremony done um, as prescribed in the Torah. We will see right now how exactly the ceremony was done part, part by part. So Halakha Aleph. The next... So how is the is Halisa done? So first and foremost, the woman who needs Halisa, the Zekukala Yibum, and the the brother of the deceased husband go to the court, the Bedin. And in the Bedin, so this is important, the fact that they go to the court. And in the court, the um, judges try to give them, try to um, uh, consult the, the, the woman and the man um, a, a consultation that is proper for them, whether it's for Yibum or for Halisa. Um, in some cases, Halisa is the more preferred um, option to take, and in some cases, Yibum is the more preferred option to take. For example, if she was a, a young girl and he was an older man, or if she was an older woman and he was a young a young man, then they would tell them to do Halisa because that is the more proper um, uh, route for them to take. Now, it is important that the judges choose a specific place for the halisa to take place, as it says, um, in which the halisa will take place in front of the, the judges, as it says in the pasuk, and the yevama, in other words, the zikukai leibum, will go up towards the bedin. Sha'ar is bedin in um, the Torah. And, however, if they didn't choose a specific place, but rather they, came, they, they ended up together in the same place, and they didn't choose a spe- specifically decided place, um, their halisa is still considered halisa. Halakha gimel. Also, the Bedin teach the woman and the man to say the Pesukim, which they will need to say in the ceremony of the Halisa, and we will see which Pesukim exactly they need to say one to each other, one to another. Um, the, the Bedin teaches them to say it in the correct manner. So, for example, there's a Pasuk um, in which um, uh, we say, in which the Yebama. The, the woman needs to say lo abaya bimi. However, um, if she doesn't say it correctly, it may come out like lo abaya bimi. No, my yabam wanted to do halisa, and, and, and that changes the meaning of the pasuk. Therefore, they teach her to say it in the proper order and fashion with the proper punctuation. And as soon as she knows how to read more or less correctly, even though she didn't read perfectly the the, uh, the reading and she didn't do it as was prescribed as i as was prescribed she still um uh, we we don't we don't make a read again however if she couldn't um read correctly with on one nishima then she could read again let me just re-explain myself the word the words lo abaya bimi we teach her to say lo aba in one 
so in one at one time at once and yabami at another time. So in other words, she stops between Loaba, she stops between Loaba and Yabami. However, if she couldn't stop it, we teach her how to stop between Loaba and Yabami. Halisa is done in the day and at night and in front of three um, uh, people that know how to how to read properly the the words that will need to be said by the, the Yabam and the and the Yabama. And if one of the three were a ger, it is pasul. It cannot be a ger. It cannot be a prazel. This is a very interesting dean, by the way. This is one of the things that one of the speci- the only things which a prazel isn't considered um, uh, allowed to to partake in is this. Um, uh, and even if this is a prazel whose father is a, is a prazel and his mother is a regular Jew, we still don't allow him to take part to be part of the three people. Um, and the misva and it's it's and, and it's a furthermore, it is better to do it with five people. In other words, it is. Um, a, a, a prescription to do with the prescribed prescribed to do with five people in order to have the thing as a known thing the farsem and and with five is the minimal pirsum of a of a thing even if those two were not necessarily people that know how to read properly etc etc halachavav kesad holesin maybe in lo min al shel al sheish lo akeh be'enu tafur be'tishtan ve'lo be'shob yamin so how is the halisa done now we're going to see halacha lemaaseh the different process the continuation of the ceremony of the halisa from the time that they were in the same place that was prescribed in the bed b'din so they bring the man that's being nihlas by the woman now halisa literally means to take off or to um pull off okay so that's what it means so and and in the uh, Context of Halisa, we're talking about taking off the shoe. So we'll see what, what, what this whole thing with the shoe is. So they give the Yabam uh, a leather shoe which has a heel and is not sewed with linen. And he wears it on his right foot and ties the um, straps of the shoe on his, uh, on his uh, leg. Now, by shoe, I mean like a sandal of sorts which has straps to tie around the wearer's legs. And they both stand in the Bedin, they both stand, and they read to the woman in um, Hebrew, there's a, a Pesukim in um, uh, Sefer Be'midbar, um, sorry, which they read the, the, the Pesukim to the woman who has to do the, the Halisa, and she reads after them. And afterwards, they read to the yabam, to the male who's being done the halisa on the the the, the, the words the pasukim lo also in debarim perekafeh pasukhet onwards, and he reads after them. And then after that, he stomps his feet on the ground, stomps his foot, his right foot on the ground. And she sits and picks up her arm in the bedin. And she undoes the straps of the shoe and uh, from his foot and throws the shoe onto the ground. And once most of the heel of the shoe is thrown on the ground, then the halisa is done and the yabama may remarry to whoever she wants. And afterwards, the the woman doing the the halisa stands up and spits to the ground towards the face of the 
male, the, the Yabam, the brother of her deceased husband, in a manner that is seen to the Dayanim, that is seen to the judges. Because the Misfav Halisa is so that they are both standing in the time of the reading of the Pesukim and in the time of the Kika, of the spitting of the woman. And the Dayanim, the judges, need to see the spit coming out of the mouth of the Yabama. And afterwards they read to her, and they, afterwards they read her, and she reads, they read for them the Pesukim, It's in Parashat Debarim, uh, chapter 25, verses 9 to 10. Um, and everything has to be in Hebrew and not translation, because it says Kacha in the Pasuk, implying that it should be in that very language. Whether this is an Asmachtab or Amma or not, it doesn't matter right now, not so relevant. And all the people witnessing this um, uh, ceremony all say after themselves, after this ceremony ha- takes place, the three, Halusanal, Halusanal, Halusanal. Three times. Continuation. Now, the woman doing the Halisa has to have Kavana that she's doing Halisa. Okay, she shouldn't just be doing it in an arbitrary manner, have no covenant to do it. She has to have in her mind that she's doing the ceremony of Halisa. He, the man, the man that she does Halisa on, that she takes the shoe off, has to have kavanah that he is being done Halisa on. These things need to have been in their correct kavanah. In other words, to the, 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 with, with the intentions that were prescribed by the Torah. And a blind person cannot be done halisan because the spitting has to be done in a manner that he sees the spit. Now, Harambam is doing a summary of the whole Sadr Halisa. So, this is the summary. She reads, the woman doing the Halisa reads, the Pesukim in Debarim Kafhe, chapter 25, verse 7. And then he reads, and then the, the, the guy being done the Halisa and reads, the eighth verse of that chapter. And then she takes the shoe off the man, and then she spits towards him on the ground, not at his face. And then she reads the verse um, 9 and 10. And the, and the order of the things isn't does not um, uh, matter. Rather, if she the, the order of the things is important. We, the order is supposed to be done in the proper way. However, if the order was switched, um, it doesn't take away from the halisa. And why doesn't um, why don't we tell the woman to do um, to spit again if she by mistake spat not in order? Because we're afraid that the witness, the people witnessing the ceremony, may say that this um uh, the spitting, the first spit was not considered a valid spit, even though it was a valid spit. So we don't want people to make a mistake and think that it wasn't a valid spit because it is a valid spitting. In other words, it does hold um the halisa a valid halisa. If she only did the, the act of taking the shoe off and she didn't spit or didn't read, her halisa is valid. Also, also, if she only did halisa, we don't need to say, obviously, that if she only did, she did halisa and also one of the other elements of halisa and not the other, she is still um, if she did the taking off the shoe, including spitting, or taking off the shoe, including um, uh, reading the pesukim, but not well, not all of the three things together, uh, of course, one of them has to be the taking off the shoe. As long as she did the taking off the shoe, then 
בחליסה עסקי שלה. הלכה י"ג, במה דברים אמורים ושהיו יכולים לדבר שעריהן ראויים לקלוט. In what case are we talking about? In a case that they were able to talk because they must be able to read. אבל אילמת או אילם אינן חולסים ואם חלסו חליסתם פסולה. However, mute people cannot do חליסה because they have to have the potential ability to read the פסוקים and therefore if they did חליסה, their חליסה is what we call פסול. We will see later on in the chapter what חליסה פסולה means because there's a difference between חליסה פסולה which means the חליסה is completely פסול, but it has some sort of status, we'll see what, what the status of that חליסה is, and חליסה שאינה חליסה, something which is considered completely, wasn't that all חליסה. ואינן כחרש או חרש שחלסו, או חרשת שחלסו שלא עשו כלום לפי שהחרש והחרשת אינן בני דעת. However, somebody whose חליסה is פסולה is not like those who were deaf from birth, who, because they were deaf from birth, they don't know how to talk, and therefore they are also considered Um, uh, uh, impaired mentally in, in a certain sense because they haven't um, uh, reached um, uh, certain capabilities um, due to their deafness. If she only spat or she spat and read but didn't do the halisa, in other words, taking off the shoe, taking off the shoe this is what we call halisa pesula. We will see later on what halisa pesula exactly means. But nevertheless, just to, just so to keep, uh, just to explain in case, that, so, in, in just so the listeners can understand for the time being what Halisa Pesula means. Halisa Pesula is when the Halisa is valid from scriptural law. However, because of something, a certain element in the Halisa that was missing, the sages came and declared that this Halisa will not be considered a valid Halisa. So from scriptural law, she is validly considered Halusa and therefore she cannot marry certain people. Or she couldn't remarry certain people from the scripture, from the scriptural law. However, um, the sages made it so that she has to do another halisa that is valid. Therefore, for example, if she wanted to remarry a kohen after such a halisa, then she can't because she's considered as though she was a divorced woman, which cannot, from, from the law of the halakha, cannot remarry, and 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 and, and could not marry the kohen. And 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 therefore, this is what a halisa pesulah. However, a halisa that isn't a halisa at all, the woman is considered to still be zekukali ibum, as though nothing has happened to her, no ceremony went down. From scriptural law and from the law of the sages, therefore, this is even less of a of a good situation. I mean, the situation is obviously dependent on it depends on every situation, um, uh, individually. Um, also, if she and him read, but they didn't do either spitting or the halisa itself, they didn't do anything. This is not, not no halisa at all. This is what we call in a halisa, as it says. And so shall be done to the man. The action of the halisa and the rekika is what makes the halisa and the halisa a valid halisa. However, if you only read and don't do anything, then you didn't do anything because it says in the pasuk, and such shall be and such shall be done to the man who doesn't want to um, uh, 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 bring forth the name of his brother, um, uh, the, the name of his brother. If she did halisa, a woman did halisa and spat and read while the, everybody was sitting or were lying on their sides or even though they're supposed to be standing or that the, 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 um, the strap of the shoe was tied on his um, on lower than his arkuba and arkuba is um, uh, um, uh, the, 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 um, the knee and the strap has to be above the knee of the man, um, or that the um, uh, 
that she did it only in front of three people who, who were just Amir Asut, didn't know how to read um, the Pasukim properly, or a blind person that was done Halisan, all these, the Halisa's Keshira, the Avad, if it was done already, the Halisa is considered a valid Halisa, nevertheless. Continuation. On the other hand, if a woman did Halisa at night, or she did Halisa in front of two people, two witnesses, and we said the minimum is three witnesses at least, and in the better case, it would be five witnesses, even better. So three witnesses, or uh, two witnesses, or a third witness that was pasul, that was in, invalid to be in, in, to be a witness. Um, or that the sh- the shoe was tied above the knee. And when I said before that it was below the knee, I meant that it was high up, so that it's up to the end to the knee. In other words, it's supposed to be a little, a lot lower than that. Here, it's even above the knee, which is even worse. Um, or um, or that he undid the strap and she threw the shoe, or she, or she threw the shoe, but he, or she undid the strap and he threw the shoe. She didn't do both the undoing and the throwing of the shoe. Or that their intentions weren't both to do the halisa as prescribed in the Torah. Also, a young girl who's under the age of 12 who did halisa for an older person who's above the age of 13. Also, these halisot, all of these halisot mentioned in Halakha Tezayin until right now are halisot that are pesulot. In other words, a halisa that from scriptural law is considered a valid halisa. However, from the law of the sages is not considered a valid halisa and therefore another halisa needs to be done. Um, continuation. Also, if she did halisa in front of a, um, in one individual, even though, even if, it, or if she did it between her and him, and it was at night. This is a halisa pesula. However, um, people who were mentally impaired or a child or um, a deaf person from birth um, or um, somebody did halisa to, to a woman who was um, uh, somebody was done halisa by by a woman that it doesn't need to do halisa yibum. That isn't zikukal leyibum. These halisot are not considered halisa. At, by any means, and therefore, and, and, and it's not even Pesula, it's just not Halisa, nothing was done, and scriptural law still um, makes he who would need to be do, do Halisa in this situation, do Halisa again, to be in order to remarry and, and, and from scriptural law. A man whose uh, his right leg was cut off, then he may not do Halisa with his left leg. And if she did halisa on his left leg, the halisa is, is invalid. Also, somebody whose leg was mutated, amputated, mutated in a certain way that made him not be able to stand in a correct manner with his um, heel on the ground. Also, she cannot do halisan. If she does halisan, the halisa is pesula. However, a woman whose hands were cut off. She can do halisa even lechatechila because she, we didn't say that she needs to do halisa with her hands. It doesn't say anywhere in the pasuk the halisa biada and she did halisa with her hands. Rather, the halisa can be done even with the teeth of the woman as long as she unties the shoe and throws it on the ground. If she did halisa on a shoe that was, if she took the shoe off of a man who was wearing a a, a, a cloth shoe, it is not considered halisa. However, if she did halisa on a shoe that had no heel or that was sewed with linen, or was it, I mean, a, a shoe that was made out of hair or um, uh, um, um, uh, straw or cork or or wood, or that it was a a, a shoe that was 
so big, gadol she'enu yachol alech with that he couldn't walk with it. Okatan she'enu chofer of raglo, it was too small that it couldn't even cover most of the foot. Omen al parum she'enu chofer of aregel, or a untied um, a shoe that doesn't that doesn't cover most of the leg. Or if hach she'en mekabel rov haregel halisatav is la'or that it got cut in a way that it doesn't um uh, uh, house around most of the foot. The halisa is pesula halachayotet halisa basandal she'le aisum chope or or she'ay takar kaito or ulhayav she'le se'ar. أو شيء حلسة صندال شيء اسمه معرج له هيمنيت أو شيء له هيا من عالش له أو شيء هيا من عالجذور شيء يخليه هاللخ بو أو كتان شيء حفيره ورج له أو نفرم شيء حفيره وبرجل أو نفحش مكابل وبرجل حلسة تاكي شيرا إيه شيء دير حلسة in a sandal that was that was made out of um wood but it was covered with leather or that its heel was made out of leather however the sides were made out of hair or that the sand that the left of it was made out of um أو شيء حلسة صندال شيء اسمه معرج له هيمنيت she took off the left Sandal, it was a, le- a left side, left-sided shoe from his right foot, or that it wasn't his shoe, or that the shoe was good but he could still walk in it, or that it was small but it, was, it still covered most of his foot, or that it got untied but it still covers most of his foot, or that it became cut and, and became smaller but it still gets most of the foot. The halisa is keshira. It's a valid halisa. Halakaf. Sandala misugar vemuhlach el avish el abu dazarash emani chinuto biragleha sura lot halos bo. Okay, um, continuation. Or a sandal that was, um, a sandal that was uh, somebody who had sara'at that was put on the side and cannot be used. Or um, idol worship that, would, that, is, that is supposed to be, that, that was put on the foot of a statue that can, should not be done halisan. And if she did halisa, it's a kosher halisa. Even though these things are not allowed to be enjoyed at all because they are. Um, completely put to the side. However, a shoe, a sandal that was for tikrovit abu dazara for the worshiping of an idol, not by putting it on the idol, but however, for by like giving it to the idol, like a like a um uh, present to the idol, or of ira nidahat. Ira nidahat is a city that all its residents who did abu dazara and the whole city, everything in it is not allowed to be touched or used. Everything is supposed to be burnt, or um a shoe that was made for a dead person to be buried in. All these, if she did halisa, the halisa is pesula, because these things aren't even made for anybody to wear or walk around with. If she um, um, uh, ripped the shoe from his leg, or she burnt the shoe, or he was wearing two shoes and she took only the top shoe, or... Or even even if she ripped most of the bottom one until his foot was um, uh, shown, it's still a pesula halisa. These halachot are now dealing with the spitting that has to be done. This halacha and the next one. Who ate something who caused spit, who caused a lot of saliva in her mouth, that it was coming out even while she was talking, saying the pesukim, she must still nevertheless spit actual spit because this is not considered spit, the saliva that comes out from food. Um, she has to spit actively. Um, if, if she spat blood or there was blood coming out of her mouth, it is not considered valid. However, if she sucked on the sides of her mouth and then she spat, even though there was blood in the spit, it's okay. Because because she sucked on the side of her mouth, still spit, some spit will come out mixed in the blood. Also, if she spat and before the spit managed to go to the direction of the Yabam's face, to the male's face, to the, to, to the floor next to his face, and I'm... Uh, However, it didn't end up happening, or that she overspat, then it is not considered a valid spit. However, 
if it did um, go to, n- near his face, even though it didn't get to the ground, it's kasher. Even and also even if the judge didn't see the spit coming out of her mouth, it is kasher. A mistaken halisa is pasul. For example, if they told the man that's being done the halisa on, do the halisa with her, and this way you will be marrying her. Or if they told her, no, you may do halisa, and you're not losing anything here, you're not losing any benefit, and afterwards you can marry her if you want, you could do your boom in front of her if you want, which is obviously a lie. Also, all these are pesulim, because he was doing it under false premise, under false pretenses, which cannot be undone. And these false pretenses are on the halisa itself, not on something around the halisa. However, if they said do halisa to her and, and, and on, on condition that she'll give you 200 zoos, or which is a type of currency, or on whatever or condition, even though the condition wasn't fulfilled, because the condition isn't touching directly to the halisa itself. In other words, we don't. It's not something pertaining to the halisa, but rather something um, that, that it's nothing entailed within the halisa itself. Rather something side um, uh, on the side, and therefore the halisa because he did the halisa not under false pretenses. He knew exactly what the halisa. That he was doing, he's doing. Somebody who sends a, 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 a big note makes a makes a announcement that even though he's doing halisa, he's doing it against his will, and he doesn't consider this halisa to be a valid halisa. What happens is the halisa becomes an invalid halisa because of this announcement that they make, and therefore his halisa, the halisa that is done to him, even if they did halisa, is pesula. Therefore, the judges should tell him to cancel this announcement that he made. In other words, to take it back in another announcement where he takes it back. Um, the same way they do with a get. If he was um, hit by um, Jewish by Jews in the area until he made the halisa, or if they did it under proper pretenses, in other words, that they were allowed to do in certain situations, they're allowed to do it, I will not bring them here, um, then the halisa is or if they, However, if they did it not under false pretenses, and not, or not according to the law, or that they made a mistake, or that they were hediotot, in other words, they weren't from the Bedin, then their halisa is pesula, it is an invalid halisa. Also, if Goyim did, um, uh, um, made the man do halisa, if the deen, the law allowed them to do halisa, then halisa is kishira. However, if it didn't allow them to do halisa, the halisa is not kishira. With this, we finish the 26th halakha. Halakha kavav. So any place in this chapter in which you said that a halisa is not halisa or the halisa that was done was not anything, okay, this is as though no halisa took place at all and in this case the um, uh, close family relatives of the the, the woman that is a kukali yibum, um, did not become disallowed on the man that was doing that was done the halisa on, and neither did she become pisula for to marry a kohen, and she's allowed to be mityabemet um, by somebody else by any one of the other brothers, including the one who was done the the false halisa on. However, any place in which we said that the halisa is pesula, in other words, the halisa is an invalid halisa, we're recognizing that there is some sort of halisa here, however, the halisa is an invalid one. So as I explained previously in the, in the last class, in the part one of the chapter, when we say halisa pesula, what we're actually saying is the halisa is um, a valid halisa from scripture or law, however, for whatever reason, hachamim, the sages, invalidated invalidated this halisa. And therefore, because this halisa is a valid halisa from scripture or law, she needs to do another halisa, which is 
Um, uh, because it's valid from scriptural law, but not from the sages, from the law, the Torah, from um, oral law, then then she needs to do another halisa. But still, all of the close relatives, all of the relatives of the wife, um, would be disallowed on the man who was done the halisa on, like a regular, like somebody who was married to, to a regular to a regular woman, and. She became pesula from the kehuna. She became disallowed to marry a kohen, and uh, just like a divorce divorcee, a, a woman who was divorced, and she became disallowed on the rest of the brothers of the other of, of, of the brothers. And she may not be done ibumam, and she may not marry somebody else until she does a valid halisa that is proper. However, for a woman who did halisa pesula, who did a halisa which we said is valid from scriptural law, however, not from oral law. She got married against the law, then she has to be done a proper halisa on, in other words, a valid halisa, while she's still under her new husband, the husband that she got married to, and we don't take away this husband from her. And this is for the reason that, as I explained twice, the halisa is valid from scriptural law, and therefore we will not take her away from her husband. However, we will make her do another halisa, which is valid, so that she can continue the relationship. With her new husband, a woman who who spent a lot of time, and we say Gadela seems like she grew up. In other words, she was very young, and she passed the age of twelve amongst the brothers of her deceased husband. She is still, and she's been there for a while in their house with them. She is still allowed to be mitya bemet. And we don't say that maybe she did halisa with one of the brothers in a um, uh, discreet manner, which wasn't known to any to, to anybody else. And therefore, um, while she was young, still young, um, disallowing her to do yibum on anybody else, she may nevertheless she may still do yibum. However, if we saw her specifically taking off the shoe of one of the brothers of her deceased husband, then she um, um, may not do yibum and. She is safik halusa, safik halusa, safik not halusa. Therefore, she needs to do another halisa in order to make her allowed to remarry somebody else. Now, although the halisa alone allows the woman to remarry another person out and make a new, a new marriage, new relationship, however, we there, there needs to be something written called a get halisa, a certificate of this halisa has to be written so that um, uh, by the court, sorry, by the court, so that she has a proof in her hands, a, a, a certificate of the halisa that was done on her. And the judges in a bedin may not perform the ceremony of halisa as was described in this whole chapter unless they know the couple that they're doing the halisa on. Therefore, therefore, somebody who saw a woman getting halisa done on her in front of the judges may write her a get halisa, in other words, a certificate of halisa, um, because the judges there must know her in order for the halisa to be a valid halisa, and therefore we don't have a problem. Um, we don't have to think that maybe the halisa wasn't a valid halisa because it must be a valid halisa because of the judges there. Um, it, it may not be a valid halisa, but it, 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 the, the, the chances are that it's a valid halisa because the judges are there to validate it. Halacha Lamed here now has the template 
for the certificate of Halisa. I will not read it because it is it's all in Aramaic. Um, if anybody wants to read a translation to it in the Yohai Makbili edition, there's a nice translation to it in Hebrew. Um, basically, just um, to summarize what is mentioned there, mentioned there is the entire ceremony of the the Halisa as it as it took place, time and date. Um, obviously, Hanabam leaves that empty. He gives it the, um, he leaves it in, te- in a template format. Um, and the entire ceremony as it took place with the name of the woman that was a kukalibum and the yabam. And the people that are there, and there must be two or three witnesses, and they may be two out of the three judges or the two that we said that are that don't have to be hachamim. Um, um, must witness, as was described in Halakha Kaftet, and also, um, even a, a, a woman or a slave or a child, um, um, that know that a child that is smart, that know um, that these people were done yibuman or halisa, uh, they may say this person and this per- and, and and her, her are um, uh, have been done halisa or whatever. Sorry. Um, yeah, so the um, uh, women or slave are trustworthy to say that these two people, this is a woman, is a kukali woman, this is the brother of her deceased husband, um, in this case, for this uh, for our case, and the halisa may do it on them. Vechen bishara do it, shalatora ben la idut mamon, ben la idut asur, shazedabare asula higalotu. If shalidam, it's not the bash, lomi pian, can yet be an abyssal hodgerushim, because this is something which is very easy to validate, even not according to these people, but something that if it's a lie, it will come out very easily, and therefore we don't have a problem. I'm uh, taking, the, I'm taking the witness, the testimony from them. Halachalamid alefim, and a sahayabam lea bem, kodeshum yabem, hotiblakitubaki, mushodanu, and if the brother of the deceased husband of a woman wants to do yibum on the woman. In other words, um, as was described in the first, in the earlier chapters, then he does kiddushin. In other words, he does a the act of sort of, sort of like engagement, and then he does yibum, and yibum is the marital intercourse that he has um, uh, with with the uh, yavama, and he must write her a ketubah, as was mentioned in. And now in Halakha Lamed Aleph, he gives um, what the Ketubah Yevamin, what this Ketubah is, the template for the Ketubah, I will not read it. Um, and a tra- nice translation again can be found in the Yohai Magbili edition. Also, Halakha Lamed Gimel, Halakha Lamed Gimel, Arambam gives a general Nosach for a Ketubah. Um, I will not read that either. Translation can be found in the Magbili edition. Again, this ketubah in Halachalamid Gimel seems to be a regular ketubah for a woman that wants to get married um, that was never married before him. Halachalamid has also some uh, additions to these um, uh, um, uh, templates, which I will not read. Halachalamid um, here. Which finishes that, which concludes our chapter. I will read. Kesha kotevin get yevamino ketubat yevamin mesartet mekoma pesukim shasul lichtov shalosh tevot belosirtut. When we write these certificates, whether we're talking about a divorce certificate in the in the context of yibum or a marriage certificate in the context of yibum, there we must do what is called sirtut ha pesukim. Sirtut ha pesukim is to literally make lines 
on which the Pesukim written in these certificates, in these official certificates, are written in these lines, because it is not permitted to write three words of a Pasuk, even three words uh, of a Pasuk, without doing Sirtut. And a Zekukhali um, boom that did Halisa is allowed to marry even on the day of the Halisa because she is not she doesn't do she um, does the Halisa after 90 days have passed since her marriage and then she may she already may remarried we explained that 90 days is to make to validate that she is not pregnant from a previous husband um, so that there aren't problems from uh, who the child belongs to and with this we conclude the chapter um, chapter four Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.